again friends this is Paula Adams with blue skies and green pastures and you may notice that I have removed my last podcast about called our COVID experience and that is because I've been told that I'm being irresponsible recommending people not to get the vaccine and to be honest I'm so exhausted right now that I am feeling very unsure about everything and sorry about that got a phone call but anyway I was going to say that not enough time has passed for us to know the long term unknown possible effects of this mRNA vaccine and yes I'm aware that mRNA has been used for many things uh, and yet not not like this hopefully everything is gonna be fine and everyone can say see we told you so that will that is what I hope happens why because millions of people have gotten these vaccines do you think I want people to die from them of course not I want to I want everything to be fine but I'm the kind of person that likes to be cautious and um, I'm fully aware of times when the when the medical world has made terrible mistakes terrible mistakes like children being born without arms and legs because of thalidomide that was that was a big mistake on the part of doctors and and that that's only one of many and you might say well you know this is different or whatever it's not different it's a different situation but it's the same type of thing so i i won't judge anyone who chooses to get the vaccine and has no problem with it and is very in favor of new technologies and vaccines great i want it to work i don't want people to get sick so I'm just saying that time time is needed and hopefully we'll all look back you know five years from now and be like oh sure I'm glad that horrible time is over and that coronavirus oh all those people died and you know it was terrible and I'm glad we you know here we are still able to to talk about it that's that's the best case scenario right but what if that is not what happens what if at some point in the future soon or later we don't know what if people start to have strange health problems or die that could happen we don't know or some people claim that it causes infertility we already have dwindling population numbers Yes, you might be surprised to know that not enough babies are being born. The only country that has a lot of babies being born 
is sub-Saharan Africa. They're, they are actually asking people to have more babies in China. So, yes, dwindling population is going to be a problem in the world because people are getting older and they're not replacing themselves. So if, uh, if this vaccine really does affect fertility, like some doctors say, that's not going to be good. But, you know, that that's just only a few doctors are saying that. You know, there's plenty of other doctors that say that it's perfectly safe. So just like everything else in life, we are exposed to choices and sometimes competing, conflicting sources of information. And some people are more prone to listen to um, experts that they, they think are experts. And other people might be more prone to listen to different experts. And I think that is a, a real problem right now is that we just don't know who to trust anymore. And whether that was on purpose or if it's just part of uh, having like way too much information available you know, some people blame it on social media or whatever. But the thing is, people, um, you know, the media itself has not exactly proven itself to be trustworthy. We, we know that they simply, all of the TV stations repeat the same story they're, that they're told to, to give out to the public. We know this. All you have to do is watch a montage of, you know, 20, 20 anchor people saying the same words. So how can that be journalism if they're just repeating the words that are fed to them? I mean, we don't even have journalism anymore. And so me personally, I, even though I've been accused of... Uh, being a conspiracy theorist, I'm not. I try to read what looks like more responsible journalists' websites of people who, you know, I read the Atlantic, I read the New York Times, I read The Guardian, I read um, a website called Unheard, and I go to direct sources. I read uh, science articles. I read all kinds of information. I'm not reading, you know, stuff that most people would say, oh, well, look at that. That's obviously just a website. People are just trying to sell advertising, selling clicks. The Most of the stuff that I go to doesn't even have ads on it. So I, I'm aware that people are trying to get people to come to their websites, you know, so that they can sell advertising. I'm not stupid. Uh, but I also don't claim to have any answers at all. So I think I've, I definitely want to repent of conveying an idea that maybe I did have some kind of special information, but I don't. I, what I've always done is I just share things that I learn. And I've done that on my blog. I've shared things as I've learned them. 
And then sometimes I get new information after that. But there's no malice in my in my sharing. I I'm trying to inform people as I learn things. And but but it's come to my realization that some people might be like counting on me thinking that I I'm the expert, but I'm not the expert. Really, everyone has to make their own decisions. And that's why I want to make this little podcast. I urge you to not trust anyone really blindly. You know, I want you to realize that this this new variant, whether you believe it's new or not, uh, the one the thing the virus that is getting people sick right now it's very contagious and it is making children and young people and healthy people sick it is not like the like last year when it was mostly old people that were in hospitals this time this it is taking down the healthy people And that's very scary because that means that the virus is getting stronger. And, you know, we can speculate all day long about where the virus came from, the purpose of the virus and all that. And, you know, I'm sure there's some some truth and there's some conspiracy theory and there's some just, you know, fantasy ideas mixed all together. But the truth of it is, is this virus is very strong and I don't want anyone to die from it. But I don't want anybody to, you know, be injured by vaccines either. So you have to decide. At this point, after seeing how sick my husband has been and after seeing how sick my 25-year-old son was and after seeing how sick I was, I was probably the least sick of the three of us. But I was still, I was down for the count. I've ne- I haven't felt that bad in a long time. Thank God I'm okay now. I'm still tired as you can tell. But some of that is just from lack of sleep. Because I've been taking care of my husband round the clock. And the stress of all of this has really been bad. And I hope I don't have an adrenal crash when it's all said and done. And end up in the hospital anyway. Uh, I mean, I'm barely over my last illness that I had in June that was a mystery illness. I don't know what that was, but I was really sick. And I was, wasn't even back on my feet yet. I mean, I was just starting to try to run again while I was super slow, but that's another story. Anyway, I'm just praying that God's going to... Just give me the strength to get through this so I can take care of my family. And so you might be thinking, oh, she's she's caving. She's caving in. She's caving in on the virus. Well, you know, I, I, I mean, on the vaccine. I really don't know what to think anymore. If If you haven't been sick yet then I might be tempted to tell you, yes, just get the vaccine. Because if you have no antibodies and you catch it, 
I don't know what's going to happen. And I, I would be really worried that, you know, I don't, I don't want anyone to, uh, have to second guess themselves like I've been doing and wondering, you know, <clears throat> well, would it have been a better to risk the vaccine? You know, even, even knowing a lot of the things that have been said about it, even knowing that some people have died from the vaccine, even knowing that some people have been said to have had miscarriages, even knowing about the heart attacks and the blood clots and all those kind of things. The, the, the fact is that there's a lot of people in the hospital right now that did not get the vaccine. And that is a, that's a fact. The other thing, you know, the, you know, the other parts are unknown. We don't know how risky the vaccine is. It might kill you too. I don't know. But I just want you to know that I, I was extremely sure at first that there was no way I would get the vaccine and yet after going through this I'm definitely not so sure now um, I hope that we have built up some antibodies at least through this terrible experience uh, but you know they may not last forever and we may at some point be told that, you know, well, there's another variant and the facts, you know, and previous antibodies aren't stopping it. And, you know, we may still someday be forced to make a decision. These are scary times. You know, I, I trust God with my life, with my salvation. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. But I live here in the world and I have to make decisions. And I have, I'm trying to be responsible and do what God wants me to do. And I just felt like I needed to make this, this podcast so that people could know that not to take the decision lightly... Because a year ago, I think the first virus that came out, a lot of people thought it wasn't that bad. And I feel like we're dealing with something new now. Uh, it just seems like it is attacking people that are younger and it's to making people sicker. So if that is the case, you might, you might want to rethink it. Like I said, we all follow different sources of information and we hopefully we have someone that we do trust. But if you're just trusting, you know, some random source that you really haven't even like kind of done any research into, basically just because someone says, "Oh, I'm a nurse," or I'm a doctor and they make a video eh, you know there's a lot of nurses and doctors out there and some of them we don't know we don't know anything about these people we we're forced to decide if we want to trust them or not and unfortunately that is that is one reason 
why I do not believe in the current healthcare system is because there's so much variability in the quality. I mean, like right now, I'm dealing with two separate doctors trying to take care of my husband. One of them is a regular doctor. She's a nurse practitioner. And she, I called her. I told her that my husband was still sick. And she told me, tell him to take vitamin D. I can't, I don't have any more medicine I can give him. And then I call another doctor. And this doctor is also a nurse practitioner in a different office. And this doctor gave us ivermectin, doxycycline, and budenicide. And another uh, thing of prednisone if he doesn't get better in a few days. So why did that first doctor stop at one one dose, you know, one uh, course of antibiotics and one course of steroids? And why did she not give ivermectin? You know, I mean, that just shows you that it just depends on what doctor you go to. You don't know what you're going to get. And yet, there are people out there that are going to attack your decision to try to take charge of your health by making an informed decision. And they're going to be like, oh, well, doctors say that you should do this. And scientists say that you should do that. But the thing is, they don't all say the same thing. So, yeah. There's that that problem. And, you know, I, I understand that some people are more black and white thinkers. And they just think, oh, well, this is the right answer. Right here. This is the right answer. But I'm not like that. I can see that there's a whole lot of gray areas There's a whole lot of unknowns. There's a whole lot of questions that are not being answered. And yes, the CDC and the government, they want you to just just trust them and just get the shot. And, you know, that's great for children to just tell a child, just do what I say. But you know what? I'm not a child. I'm an adult. And... I, I want to know the whole story. Why, why, are they, why are they acting like, you know, this is so cut and dry when it's not? So anyway, it's starting to rain. So I guess I will say goodbye. And I probably only leave this podcast up for a couple days for anyone who wants to listen to it. And then I'll take it down. Um... Because obviously it's just my opinion and I'm sharing it for people who I might not have a chance to talk to and they might be wondering what's going on. So thanks for listening. I'm praying for the world. I'm praying for God to help us all and give us wisdom. And I just pray that you will be be saved because if you die you want to be with God this world is not all there is so take care bye now hello there my favorite people people who like listening to my podcast I really do appreciate you 
I'm adding this updated information to this COVID experience podcast because a few things happened after I made that podcast. <laughs> a few very uh, serious things. And I, I feel like it's very important for me to to put forth, you know, uh, all the truth and nothing but the truth. So I want to I want to add this. So as you are listening to the rest of the podcast, keep these things in mind, please. Okay, at the end of this podcast, I mentioned that my husband had a relapse and was getting worse. Well, as you may know, if you listen to other podcasts, my husband got a lot worse and he ended up in the hospital for 11 days and we thank God to be able to say that he is home now. However, he's still on oxygen and he still has a long recovery ahead of him. It's now September 3rd. So we went through the entire month of August and now we're into September on our COVID experience. Thankfully, I am well. Well, as you might expect after the nightmare that this has been, uh, but um, my husband, you know, he still needs a lot of care. So have I changed my mind about everything I said in this podcast? Not everything. I think there's still some good advice in here, um, but there's something very important that I want to add, and that is this. If you are over, say, 40 years old, if you have any health risks at all, including being overweight, high blood pressure, diabetes, immune issues, uh, anything else that puts you at risk for asthma, breathing problems, like a lot of stress in your life, what you need to do. As soon as you start to have symptoms, if you are, if you get a COVID, positive COVID test, you should go to your doctor and request the monoclonal antibody uh, infusion. Now, that, uh, doctors know that this is what needs to be done, but not every doctor knows and not every doctor will bring it up. So you're going to have to say, hey, can I get that infusion? And this is, you know, this is in addition to what I said about antibiotics and steroids and possibly uh, breathing treatment and the other medicine that I mentioned in this podcast. Those things are probably going to be enough for most people. Some people won't even need them. Some people will have very mild case, especially young people. Like I know some some of our good friends had very, you know, mild cases that only lasted a few days and then they were fine. Um, or if you had the vaccine and, you, you know, you have those vaccine antibodies, you very well may have a mild case. But if, you, if you're at risk, even if you have the vaccine, especially if you had the vaccine, you know, a long time ago, 
I really suggest that you get the monoclonal antibody infusion. And it's a little bit of a hassle. You have to go to an infusion center, which might, is probably going to be like a hospital or medical center, and it's going to take a few hours. But it could save your life, or it could save you a very long hospital stay. If, you, if what happens to you happened to my husband, you'll be glad. I mean, if, if you can prevent that from happening, you'll be glad. So what happened to my husband? Basically, when he started feeling bad, it's because he had tipped into pneumonia. I don't know if it's because he had gone outside in the heat or I can't really tell you what caused it, but he got worse. I got better. Everyone else got better, but he got pneumonia. And it was a bad case. And I really think that our doctor made a mistake. She did not refer us to get the IV infusion, and we we really kind of forgot about. We didn't really know. We got this information later. I mean, I had heard about the infusion before, and when my husband was taken into the hospital, we we asked about it, but it was it was too late then. He was too sick. That's the thing you must know about the infusion, the antibodies, you can't get them if you're already on oxygen. So it was too late for him. So the only option for him was remdesivir, which is an antiviral. And honestly, I don't think it helped. I think he got better, but it, it didn't get, he didn't get better fast. It seems to help some people, but it, he was still sick for a while like I said, 11 days. And he got that infusion for five days in a row and we just really didn't see a lot of changes. And so, do I still stand by what I said about it's a good idea to let yourself get the virus and don't take the vaccine or whatever? As I said in the beginning, of the actual beginning of this podcast when I first made it, that's up to you. We all have to, you know, decide what risk we want to take. And I think the vaccine has unknown risk. And obviously not getting the vaccine has unknown risk as well. So that's why you, you have to make that decision for yourself. But if you are aware of the fact that you can get IV infusions of antibodies, then that may help you make the decision. Because basically getting the antibodies is like getting the vaccine after the fact, after you get sick. Obviously, it's going to be more of a hassle than just getting the vaccine, and it might be more expensive. The actual drug has been paid for by the government, but the infusion process, you may have to pay for if your insurance doesn't cover it. I don't know how much it costs, but it could save your life or a very long hospital stay. So what about ivermectin? Well, the government is clamping down on ivermectin. They're, they're putting out a lot of scare tactics that say that it's dangerous. I don't believe any of that. I know a lot of people that have taken it. Nothing happened to them. It, it may have helped them. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Um, but 
that the government has decided that they're going to say that it's a bad thing. I also know a lot of people that have been saved by hydro, hydroxychloroquine, and that has been removed. So, you know, do your thinking. Why are they taking away these treatments and only live, leaving us with one that is very hard on the kidneys? The remdesivir is a known uh, kidney problem, has problems, you know, causes problems with your kidneys. My husband has literally been having to go pee every hour since he has been on the remdesivir. So we just pray that his kidneys were not permanently damaged by it. Um, the COVID virus can also attack your kidneys and all your organs. It's a terrible virus, possibly a bioweapon. We don't know for sure. But as I said, I, I don't think ivermectin is, is a dangerous drug. Based on all the information I've read, you can go on the FDA's website and Google ivermectin and read, read their older information from 2019 where they say that it's a good thing. So they keep changing their information, and that's never, that's, that doesn't build trust. So as you listen to this, this the COVID experience podcast, which I removed after I was blamed for my husband getting sick, after I was told that I was irresponsible for saying that people should let themselves get the virus, after I was told that if my husband died, it was my fault, I removed that podcast. But I still think it's got some helpful information, so I'm going to put it back up with the, with the explanation that I just gave. It, this is your decision. If you think that the vaccine is the best, best option, then do it. Then go get it. If you, if you think that it's dangerous, then that's your right. As long as we have freedom in America, especially freedom to decide what's put into our, our bodies, then you should have that right to decide whether or not you get this vaccine, even though it was somewhat FDA approved recently. So God help us as we try to honor him in our, and have faith in him, no matter which option we choose, that he will, his will be done. If you decide to get the vaccine, do it in faith. If you decide not to get, a, to get the vaccine, do that in faith as well. Don't do either one casually because there are definitely risks both ways. So I will say a prayer, dear God. I pray that everyone listening to this podcast today will seek your will for their lives. I pray that they will trust you, and I pray that you will save us from this virus, and please take away this pandemic. Save us from those who may want to harm us, and save our country from anyone who wants to destroy America. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for saving us and giving us salvation and forgiving our sins. And we look forward to being with you in the kingdom one day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.